from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the team breaks down winter so far, their thoughts on a white Christmas, gorge winds, and some new holiday traditions going up in the Weather Center. Now, here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, Jeff Forgeron, and Anne Campolongo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 12. We've made it into December. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan. And we got four of us on today. I'm going to introduce you right now. Meteorologist Jeff Fordron. Hey. Hey. We got uh, meteorologist Ann Campolongo. Hey, Ann. Hey there. And we have chief meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good evening, Brian. And everybody else. You know, we're all at home today. We're all in our own homes, scattered all over the Portland metro area right now. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we're happy to be with you here. And, uh, boy, a lot to talk about today, you guys. Let's get right into our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, first off, let's start with uh, kind of the lead here because, uh, you know, temps were cooling today. We had a really dry start to September. Uh, what, what month is it? December. We had a really dry, yeah, we had a really dry start to December here and actually a fairly warm one uh, a few days. We had temps in the 50s. But now, Mark, you were just telling us a few minutes ago here as we were getting ready for the podcast, it is snowing at your house. It was pretty exciting. huh? You know, it's been a slow fall and early winter when uh, you get slushy snow mixed in at a thousand feet. And that's that's exciting. Yeah, that's that was it. Just kind of slushy, slushy snows. This little band came through. You guys noticed the little negative tilt to the cold front coming through. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark, Mark's coming in hot because he was just in his hot tub. I know one of the. Uh, <laughs> one of the best one of the best uh, things is being in your hot tub while it's snowing around you. Was it was that happening? It was, except then you get out and that snow is on you and it's really cold. So right. Yeah. And actually, it was half. Let's be honest, it was half rain. So uh, that's even colder stuff. But um, yeah, it was kind of nice with the Christmas lights going. But just a sign of hopefully things to come at some point this winter, right? We do have a chance of snow here in the Columbia River Gorge coming up over the next oh, 24 hours or so. Uh, that, that cold air is kind of sticking around there in the gorge, isn't it? You know what I noticed is um, you guys know you've, you, we've all been around for at least a couple winters. And uh, in the winter, if you think about big picture, OK, we're going to get theoretical here. So you go to other parts of the country, the continental portions of the USA. And, you know, there's a saying that... Um, Oh, like to get snow snow down at your elevation down, you know, close to sea level that you need an 850 millibar temp. That's the uh, 4,000 foot temp at about 32, zero degrees Celsius. And around here, because most of the time in the winter we're dominated by um, milder air coming in near sea level, that kind of messes things up a bit. But in reality, I guess my point here is that in reality, we're never that far away from snow. Or most of the winter, we're never that far away from snow in Portland. I mean, most of the time, we're only 10 degrees or so from snow, you know, temperature-wise. And so in the case of the gorge, the next two days, I notice, is um, we the, the gradient's still light easterly, so we still have a little bit of that continental air in the central and the eastern gorge, and it doesn't really get wiped out by tonight's system. And plus, what's going on right now is the snow level overhead has fallen anyway. We've got a snow level like two to 3,000 feet, right? tonight tomorrow and then um and then we get actually another surge of colder air we think coming in from the east on saturday i mean there's like nine or ten millibars through the gorge saturday night so it's gonna be screaming out there you got some continental air there could be a situation where we get areas of freezing rain or snow especially central and eastern gorge again on um, saturday night i mean if you look at the soundings from the wharf uh wharf gfs from the uw and if you look at the euro it's cold enough for snow in the central and eastern gorge both uh, tomorrow's kind of marginal, 
but um, but for sure on Saturday night again. Mark, would you say that that we're a little overdue here for some snow and ice in the Columbia River Gorge? Because usually they're the first ones to, to kind of get that taste of winter. And then, you know, hopefully we see it here in the metro area as well. But are we overdue? Yeah, I mean, it, what is it? It's December 10th to 11th. It's the 11th, yep. 10th yep. when we're recording this. And um, no, I wouldn't not necessarily overdue, but yeah, it's nothing unusual to see at this time of the year. We don't see a big storm, but, you know, I could see, I'm just throwing these numbers out. I could see an inch or two um, in the hills around Stevenson and Hood River tonight, and I could see several inches maybe if the moisture shows up Saturday evening, Saturday night over out in those areas. Maybe a touch of freezing rain at the west end, up in the hills, like Crown Point maybe Saturday night. We'll see. Exciting. Last uh, last weekend, there was a winter weather advisory for the Upper Hood River Valley. I think we had a little icing event, but yeah, besides that, it's been quiet. Hey, uh, speaking of Crown Point, I would love to see a part two of Anne Campolongo. Oh, yes. <laughs> the hair. There. That hair. Oh, the hair the was East wild. Wind. Oh, Guys, yeah. We, yes. Uh, you know, and actually, we didn't have that in the plan here for this podcast, but we have <laughs> to talk about that. We will make room. So. Uh, speaking of an east wind, uh, you guys both, Jeff and Ann, both went up to Crown Point. This is kind of a, a kind of an initiation almost here. We all have to do this. We all have to go up there at some point in our weather career here in Portland. So, uh, Ann, you went up there first, and you kind of got you you got the the gustier winds out of the two of yeah. you. But what was that like for you up there? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty neat. I kept saying I just was. Uh, honored, I guess, <laughs> to be able to go honored, up there. It was just, wow. I was honored. Yeah, they let me out. and um, <laughs> We let you out? <laughs> we let you. We let her out. <laughs> you let me <laughs> like out of the studio. she's a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word. It was just a cool experience. I feel like I don't get to be out in the elements as much as I wish I could be. Or, you know, we just we don't have that many events, except usually I'd say maybe in the wintertime. It was a rush, Where, you know, right? They send us out in the field. What was that? You my said name? it was a rush. I remember that's one thing. You- it was a rush. Yeah, it was just cool. I don't think I've been in winds that strong ever, sustained, and you know, with gusts as strong as they were. Uh, so, so how that strong was were neat. they up there? I think the night I was there, they were between seventy and eighty miles per hour. I think someone measured a gust of seventy-six miles per hour, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Nice. You got to look so, at you got to look at Anne's. Uh, Je- Jeff got a great video uh, of it. Captured great video of it. And Anne's hair is going like straight up, and it's good yeah. stuff. Really good stuff. And Jeff, how was it for you? You went up the following morning. Wind mm-hmm. had died down a little bit, but you brought props up there, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, you brought an um- <laughs> you brought an umbrella and a balloon and all this stuff. Uh, what was it like for you? Actually, props. <laughs> props go to Rico, Uncle Rico, uh, Michael Heinrich, our uh, photojournalist. Um, no, he he was the one that surprised me with the props. Um, and so we were basically on our way up there, and we arrived. And he said, hey, I've got a balloon. I have bubbles. Um, he, he made a trip bubbles. to the dollar store. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the wind gusts were probably between 50 to 70. They were very intermittent and um, – I think the biggest surprise, I mean, I knew the wind was going to be there. Driving in through Troutdale and Gresham, that's when, like, you started really feeling it, on the like, yeah. hitting your car. And then you come around the the, the, the turn out, out at Crown Point, and you just start hearing the wind. It's almost a little intimidating when you're out there. You're like, this thing, the wind is just rushing up, the, you know, right. up at this point. And even though you – you know what the the wind forecast is and you know what the wind measurements are looking like you never really know 
what that next gust is going to be like. So it's a little bit, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit freaky, but it's so much fun. It is a rush. That's the best way to describe it. And, um, and I don't know. I'm looking forward to when we can go up there when it's like gusting to 100. Yeah. yeah, that that uh, that's something else. I was up there one time when it was about that, and I watched a canopy of a truck that must not have been fast, fastened on very well lift off the truck and go flying over the edge. Wow. And the woman wow. got out of her truck and she started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure those things are expensive, you know? Um, yeah. And it's probably still laugh, down there. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about La Nina Funny. so far here, Mark. We've, you know. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to move things along. Uh, isn't that we, funny we, when we, people lose all that money? Isn't that great? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, They're so callous, I mean. weather forecasters. Oh, but, but it's you. It, I don't know. It's it's it, if you go up there, you got to know what to expect. Well, just one really quick story. Then, uh, <laughs> oh, it's back. Show, show what I did. Uh, okay. My my second week on the job, I went up there, kind of like Jeff and Ann, and uh, I my photog parked the wrong way. I'm gonna blame it on him. He parked the wrong way. I opened the door, and it bent immediately. Just bent the wrong way and smashed into the front fender. And oh. we had just gotten new wraps on our live trucks. And these are the, the stickers that you see where it says, like, Fox 12 all over it. We had just gotten them. And uh, they had to replace the door, and they had to replace the fender. And I actually, I had to, like, kick it as hard as I could just to shut it so we could get home without the door just hanging off. Um, and I thought I was going to be fired. That was my second week on the job. But I wasn't. Oh gosh. It was okay. <laughs> And uh, we had a big white patch, you know, with our big sticker that wrapped the whole thing. The door and the fender were white for like five or six months until they got new stickers on it. But anyway, that's my story. Always park the, into uh, the wind, right? Theory. Always park into the always, wind. Always. Hey, uh, before, we, the hard way. Before, before we switch subjects, really quickly, we have this trash can wind gauge forecast mm-hmm. in our newscast. Yes. I really think that we need to do a Ann Campolongo hair forecast. Oh, now we're talking. Ooh. Thank I you. could get on board with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Side, like sideways is a two, and then like straight up is a four. Or, exactly. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Anne just blows off the screen as a four. <laughs> yeah, gone <laughs> forever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about La Nina now. We're gonna uh, we're gonna check in with La Nina here because we did a big uh, episode all about La Nina a few, about a month ago now, Mark. How is it going so far? Is it living up to our expectations? Good, good question. So we are in a La Nina winter, which is, we're not going to go over all of it, but uh, you can listen to a previous podcast, but it's a cooling of the tropical Pacific, and those uh, it affects the weather all around the globe. And in a typical, typical, I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, but typical La Nina winter, we tend to be a little cooler and wetter than average. And typically we tend to see more action, you know, and if you went to weather conference, we did a talk, we did a, um, uh, a podcast about that. And at the winter weather conference, you know, most of the speakers said, Hey, it's going to be busy this winter. Okay. So then we get a November that's kind of not very memorable, near normal rain, near normal temps. December so far has been drier than average and it's been relatively mild, basically nothing, almost nothing interesting has happened so far. So you already hear some little bit of grumblings, but although it's only December 10th, uh, okay, so um, what does this mean for La Nina coming up? Well, you guys, I actually, you know me, I'm the real dork here. I, I actually looked at the last like eight La Ninas. Actually, I went farther back into the 1980s. Like, were there some of those where not much happened? 
you know, up to this point. Sure enough, the last one, <laughs> 2017, we had ridging the entire first half of December. Nothing interesting happened in November. And that year, actually, we had, yeah, extreme east wind that year, uh, in that first half of December, like almost nothing. Um, then we had an inch of snow Christmas Eve, and there was no good skiing in the mountains till Christmas vacation. So, yeah, sometimes La Nina starts slow. Uh, the year before was a La Nina crazy ride. I mean, things were crazy immediately. We at, at this point in 2016, we had already had a uh, ice storm on the east side of the metro, and we were looking forward to in about four days the worst tra worst traffic jam ever in Portland as uh, snow fell starting at uh, 2 p.m. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, you remember Brian? It was 12, 14 of 16. Remember we we said we'd never forget the date. Yeah. All right, so so 2011. So I want to go through like six of these. So 2011 did have a stormy November. That was a year with a La Nina. Uh, but then December was dry. Um, oh, yeah, we had ski areas got washed out with an atmospheric river, big one, during Christmas break. Okay, but that's part of La Nina is you get a lot of up and down, you know, stormy weather. 2010, stormy November, and we had Thanksgiving Arctic air. So things did start with a bang that year. 20, uh, 2008, boring November. Bare slopes at this point on the mountain, uh, on the uh, ski areas. And then we had an Arctic blast, well forecast a week ahead of time. And then, then winter was on. And one more here, 2007, that was a La Nina winter. November was dry, mild, nothing interesting happened. But then it got really stormy in December. We had the biggest coastal storm in years on the first weekend of December. We had cold storms. Foothill snow started on the 15th. I have that in my notes. And uh, then we had tons of precipitation. So sometimes it just gets going in mid-December and you forget all about the boring November and early early January. Well, we'll see what happens here coming up. What's our weather pattern look like the next two weeks? I mean, actually, I just did the forecast, so I can, I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about it a little bit as well. Uh, but it looks pretty boring coming up here. I mean, we'll we'll get some decent rain uh, as we head into the weekend, it looks like, and then just some showers next week, too. But I don't see a big cool down coming our way, Mark. You know, it's a word that we don't often use in weather, and we sure don't use it on TV you know, in reference to weather. It's a very progressive pattern, not like leftist, that sort of, you know, like left, right. <laughs> This isn't, we're talk, not talking politics, but progressive means things keep moving along. And I'm, I've, you guys know I'm telling you the truth here when I say I've got the Euro 240 hour 500 millibar loop and I just see all these waves that just keep, it, it just, they just keep moving through. Nothing really gets blocked up. We don't get big high pressure somewhere. It's just a succession of systems moving through here for the next two weeks. And two weeks from now takes us to Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Ooh, Christmas holidays. Eve. So yeah. I just checked the Euro ensembles. <laughs> Anne's like, yeah, of course he did. Um, the Euro Ensembles <laughs> to Christmas Day, okay? So out of 51 members for Portland, how many do you think produce two inches of snow or more out of those 51 members in the next two weeks? One. One, one does. Five. What do you think, Anne? Three. Three, one, five. and five? Yes. None. Ah, oh, <laughs> man, come on. That's how progressive and mild it is. one to give us hope. Mark, how upset are you about that? Um... <laughs> I, the, pay, the pay is the same, and you know that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But I, we're just clearly we don't have a like a, a a cold stormy pattern coming up. Okay, wait. We only I only mentioned one model. What about the GEFS, the newly improved thirty one members of the GFS model? The Americans. What did the Americans say? That was the Europeans. How many of those thirty one members produced uh, two inches of snow or more in Portland? One. Yeah. Two. One. Two. Three. Two. Two. It's two. Yeah, it's Thank like right you. at the end. Thank you. All right, so there's hope. See, there's hope. 
out of 31 members, at some point in the next two weeks, it might snow on one of those 31 members. Oh, no, I mean, I, so I guess the point is for regular folks that are like, what are these people talking about? Basically, our models are very consistent <laughs> here that over the next, for sure the next 10 days, you know, two weeks is getting kind of far out there, but for the next 10 days, we're in generally a mild pattern. That doesn't mean not stormy. That doesn't mean we couldn't get flooding or something like that, but it's going to be mild. We don't see an Arctic blast in the next two weeks. The way that we describe the weather pattern that we're experiencing right now is kind of like a west to east uh, flow, zonal flow. Nice. What we yep. need for the, the cold air to come in is that meridional flow, the north to south, when that jet stream locks up and um, yeah. there's yes. no sign of that at all. When you get no. that sweet Canadian air, you know? <laughs> sweet. Just just sweet, yep, just shooting Canadians. down here to, to the Pacific Northwest, but Ah, all right. Well, at least there's two ensembles out of what? <laughs> how many? How many combined? Like eighty? <laughs> yeah, those odds 81. are not good. <laughs> yeah, out of eighty-one, eighty-two members, you've got. <laughs> Actually, that uh, I will say, folks. I will say, in a normal winter pattern, you know, now through February, typically when we look at that whole chart out two weeks, there, are, there are you know four or five or six in you know sprinkled in there. So this is an unusually low number of of model runs indicating we have anything cold coming i mean in in general it seems maybe slightly warmer than average especially later next week i noticed that later next week looks really mild first off i you guys really wanted to talk about the solar eclipse why did why did we want to talk about the solar eclipse here in this episode? Uh, I don't know. I think Mark has the answer to that. Because I saw it in a tweet somewhere and I thought ah oh, that'll fill some content so i said hey Anne, you want to do solar <laughs> okay. eclipse hey. well we you know we had the solar eclipse uh how many years ago was that now Two years ago? I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. I got a sticker right next to me in my office. August 21st. 2017. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, gosh, has it really been three years? Yes. It feels like 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, we had this amazing solar eclipse here in, uh, in Oregon, and people came from all over to see it. Yeah. And... And when is our next chance to see it? And should we be booking our hotels now, Anne? Probably. I'd say yes. Um, let's see. Not until 20. Oh, that's South America. Okay. I'm reading the wrong info. Let me pull up my graphic. Well, I'm we sorry. can talk about South America. I mean, they happen all over the <laughs> world. It's next right? week. Right. I thought you meant in the U.S. I do have the answer for you, Brian. But I, I didn't know you were going to ask me that off the top. Hopefully okay. we'll be able to travel, you know. 2024. April 8th, right? Okay. Or 7th? Yes, that's correct, Mark. And where is that located? So that stretches from Texas through maybe a little bit of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, up through Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and then upstate New York and upstate Maine. Okay, and I would have, I would have, <laughs> and, and what do you know? What month of month of the year that's going to be happening in? April. April. Okay. All right. And Mazatlan. Oh. It starts. It first what, touches oh, land oh. in Mazatlan, Mexico. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, oh, in Mexico. Okay. Sorry. So I mean, it yeah. arcs from it arcs from western Mexico all the way to you said Maine or yeah, somewhere. the extreme northeast. And I know that the next one that's going to be happening here fairly close to us isn't going to happen until, gosh, we're all going to be middle aged or Mark's going to be in a full on walker at that <laughs> point, right, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> what year is that? I'm going to calculate while you guys talk. Forty five. Twenty forty five. Twenty forty five. How old will you be in twenty forty five, Mark? Let us know, Mark. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, okay. where, where where is that? Uh, where will we be, we be able to see that one there, Ann? Um, yeah, I wish I could show you guys this graphic, but um, that stretches over a good portion of the U.S. It goes from basically northern California, 
goes through Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, down through the southeast, and even touches uh, parts of Florida. That one's going to be really interesting because just like Central Oregon, which can't handle a ton of people oh, like right. what they had, you have Northern California. So we're talking uh, spots like Redding and those, yeah. you know, those real small cities or small towns that are probably going to be extremely popular because that that's going to be one of the best places to see uh, see the solar eclipse. I, I'm hoping to do that. How old? So 2045, you said? Mm-hmm. So that's 25 years from now. Add 25 to your current age. Oh, man, I'm going to be in my 60s. Mark, you're, oh. you're going to be in your 80s, aren't you? No, I'll be 76. So that would be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I'll be 76. So that's not quite Walker unless I have some debilitating issue issue or ailment. But I you're mean, real I should, healthy. You run. A, a healthy. Yeah, I mean, by that time, I'll just active. be walking around the block. And, uh, you know what? Seriously, the area around like Alt- from Alturas, uh, Highway 395, that corridor, there is nothing between Alturas and uh, Honey. Uh, um, what's the name of the town? Susanville. And you can get you can yeah. buy like 10 acres for like 10,000 bucks there. You could just go buy a plot of land for your RV like ready to go. And this is interesting. I think it goes directly across the Black Rock Desert, which is where, you know, what happens there every August. What? Burning Man. Burning Man. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's the same desert, but. Uh, you knew about that. That's funny. Don't pretend like you yeah. don't know what that is, Anne. No, I know what it is. I just didn't know what happened <laughs> at that specific spot. <laughs> uh, you know what? That would be like two weeks before Burning Man if Burning Man somehow still makes it another 45. Oh, no. Another 25 years. That'll be fun. And guys, we have the holidays coming up. We'll, we'll be doing a we'll be doing another episode here before the end of the year for sure, at least a couple. Uh, but we we uh, we've been talking about being a little more festive here in the weather center. And and Mark sent us all a picture today. We all t- have a text thread. Mark Mark is going to cut down a tree on his property and uh, and bring it in to the weather center. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, I'm going to sacrifice. I have like six or seven noble firs that are you know between three and maybe four. Two, two to four feet high and i looked there and i'm like we need some cheer in the weather center don't we because we don't have a tree to put up there's no we have no decorations and i'm like let's just cut this thing down and be done with it and uh, we'll decorate maybe on monday and huh uh, yeah i think that's a great idea we don't all celebrate christmas and jeff jeff you lit your menorah tonight <laughs> at your house that's correct we actually celebrate both here um oh. katie's not jewish and but uh yeah we we lit the menorah tonight and it's funny we have the tree in the background we call it the christmas tree slash hanukkah bush and oh that's great uh, yeah. hanukkah bush yeah very, very festive out here tonight so wait you get to celebrate both holidays do you get presents for both of them is that how that works i get like tons of presents dude wow <laughs> that's a hint no <laughs> we we kind of split it up well, if if we're gonna do a Christmas tree, we gotta do a menorah in the we uh, need in one the weather for... center as well. Yeah. I have an extra. Do you I have, have a little extra. one? I'll bring it in. Bring it in, man. Actually, bring that would be in. great. Right. We'd like that. <laughs> cool. We... Jeff tweeted a picture of his menorah, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's beautiful. I'm not bringing that one. Yeah, that one's like looks legit. <laughs> that one's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's really pretty. I like it. Thank well, you. That's great. I hope everybody is finding a way to, you know, this is a really unique holiday season here. I hope you're finding a way to make it special. And we're all hoping that next year uh, we'll be able to do it uh, normally with our families and with our friends and all of that. That'll be a lot of fun. We usually throw a Christmas party every year, have uh, Santa Claus. We invite him out and stuff like that. And we couldn't, we couldn't do that this year with friends. We're keeping it low key. So something big happened in my family last night, though. My, my daughter lost her very first tooth, one of her front Ooh. teeth. Aww. And so 
Tooth Fairy came and picked that up, and, and she looks adorable. What'd she drop off? How much is a tooth worth these days? You know, everybody keeps asking me that. <laughs> I thought it was like five bucks. I mean, don't you think, yeah. right? Yeah. No, <laughs> but my 20. wife said 10. And so, and I'm thinking that seems like a lot because she has a lot of teeth. And like, is her whole mouth worth like 150 bucks? How's it? Oh, it's worth so more than that 10. when you go to the dentist. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So we did more. 10. We did 10 bucks. Uh, it feels a little steep, but you know, we maybe. <laughs> but we'll... it's her first tooth. Exactly. So you know, we had to make extra. it special. We had to make it special. Yeah. I think tooth inflation. I think I got two quarters when I was a kid. I got a dollar. I remember for each of my teeth, and it was in like quarters or loose change. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, so sad. <laughs> How much money did you get, Ann? I think it was like a few dollars as well. Yeah. So Brian, we're gonna have a Christmas podcast, and maybe you know within a week or two, we're gonna do kind of the Christmas edition. We'll talk about Christmas snow chances. People always want to know about that, and and hopefully by then mm-hmm. we'll have a pattern change to talk about as well. It's uh, always great chatting with you guys. Enjoy your evenings. And uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, be safe out there. You know, we got the holidays and everything. Of course, we can't tell you how to celebrate, but but whatever you do, be very careful. And uh, we'll see you back here next time. Take care, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area. 